Thanks for tuning in to Little Colors of Love Book Talk, where both kids and their parents can come to hear multicultural stories, book discussions, and interviews from some of their favorite children's authors. Here, we give voice to the often voiceless by sharing diverse childhood experiences. And now, your host, the author, educator, and literary advocate, the book talkiest of all, Asia Goldson. All right. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Little Colors of Love Book Talk. I'm your host, Asia Goldson, if you don't already know. And I'm very excited to talk to you today about a few books that I have. I'm going to start out with um, one of my newer uh, books, my newer authors, and it's called What Can I Be? STEM Careers from A to Z. And I actually interviewed this author, uh, which is also uh, available, her interview, and she had some very interesting things to say about the process of writing this book. But in anyway, it's uh, What Can I Be? STEM Careers from A to Z. And you guys know that STEM, uh, STEM is big right now, right? All right. And so, of course, for those who might be saying, well, what does STEM stand for? It's science, technology, engineering, and math, okay? So she wrote a book about these careers. It's a picture book for young children, which is great because uh, children get to um, get exposed to these STEM careers as an, at an early age, and they might just find or decide that they would like to try some of these out and find out more about them. And this way they get to explore these careers at an earlier age. All right. So it's an alphabet book. So it starts with the letter A. A, astronaut. Astronauts are trained to travel into outer space. B, biologists. Biologists are research scientists who study humans, animals, and plants. C, civil engineer. Civil engineers design and build roads, buildings, airports, and bridges while protecting our environment. D, doctor. Doctors maintain medicine to main, practice medicine, I'm sorry, to maintain or restore human health. E, electrical engineer. Electrical engineers test and develop electronics, electrical wires, and electrical poles. F, forester. Foresters manage the lands of forests, parks, rangelands, and other natural resources. G, geologist. Geologists investigate rocks and the natural processes associated with rocks. H, hydrologists. Hydrologists study the movement of water. I, information technologist. Information technologists develop and implement computer hardware and software systems. J, jet engineer. Jet engineers design and build jet engines. K, kinesiologist. Kinesiologists research and analyze how the human body moves to help improve one's health and wellness. And guys, a lot of these I wasn't even aware of. So this is excellent information for children. L, landscape architect. 
landscape architects design and beautify outdoor areas. M, mechanical engineer. Mechanical engineers design, produce, and operate power-producing machinery. N, nurse. Nurses care for patients' health. O, orthodontist. Orthodontists fix the patient's smile by using braces, retainers, and bands. P, pediatrician. Pediatricians provide medical care for infants, kids, and teenagers. Q, quality engineer. Quality engineers make sure items are of good quality. R, robotics engineer. Robotics engineers design and build robots that do a variety of tasks. S. Statist. Ooh, this is a difficult one. Statistician. Col- statist- statisticians collect and analyze data to make decisions. Little tongue twister there. T. Transmission engineer. Transmission engineers analyze and design electrical transmission lines and cables for power. All right, you, utilities engineer. Utilities engineers design, implement, and maintain utility infrastructures. V, veterinarian. Veterinarians diagnose, treat, research, and provide health care for animals. W, web developer. Web developers build websites through writing code and working with software applications. X, x-ray technician. X-ray technicians support healthcare professionals by using x-ray equipment to take pictures of bones. Y, yacht designer. Yacht designers design large luxury watercrafts used for leisure activities on big bodies of water like oceans. Z, zoologists. Zoologists are scientists who study animal behavior and habits. And that's the end of this book. As you can see, a lot of careers that we may not have known about or just think about off the top of your head. A lot of good information for young children to be able to make uh, some creative uh, decisions and choices, right? On things they may want to learn a little bit more about. All right, the next book that uh, I have is also an author that I've interviewed, and you can find that here as well. Uh, And this is called Fear. Oh, I'm sorry. The first book, What Can I Be? Uh, STEM Careers from A to Z is written by Tiffany Tichy. Okay, Tiffany Tichy. And this next book, uh, Fear, Yo-Yo Don't Play That, is written by Murtis Randolph. Okay? And illustrated by Stan... Jaskiel. All right. And we're just going to dig right in. Hi, I'm Randy, and this is my special yo-yo. My yo-yo helps me and my friends make good decisions when we're having a hard time deciding what to do. Let me tell you a story about my friend Jessica, who is dealing with the issue of fear. While playing at school one day, Jessica told me she was afraid of singing for the first time at church. She often sung in the shower at home and in the mirror in her bedroom, but to sing in front of others terrified her. As I listened to Jessica, I knew my yo-yo could help her make a good decision. 
Jessica could not stop thinking about singing. What if she forgot the words to the song? Or her voice was shaky and she was off pitch. Once she had sung to her grandfather when he was sick. It was his favorite song that reminded him that no matter what was happening in the world, Jesus would give him peace if he just stayed focused on him. Focus on him, she thought. Jesus will give me peace, not fear. Jessica imagined herself singing with confidence at church. Jessica's mind was racing, thinking about singing on Sunday. She wasn't singing in front of just the youth. She was singing before the whole church. That was a lot of people. Worried, she thought, what should I do? This is where my yo-yo was able to help. Each time Jessica considered how to deal with her fear of singing at church, my yo-yo would illuminate to show her the best choice. Red, stop and think about the consequences. Probably not the best choice. Yellow, proceed with caution. Is there a better choice? Green, good to go. Right choice. Let's see what Jessica decides to do. Red, yo-yo. Jessica could play sick and tell her parents her stomach hurt so she wouldn't have to go to church on Sunday and sing. Would lying to her parents get her out of singing at church? Key word, lie. Do not steal. Do not lie. Do not deceive one another. Leviticus 19.11 from the New International Version. Yellow yo-yo. Jessica could explain to her parents how the idea of singing was exciting in the beginning, but as it got closer to Sunday, the more afraid she became. She would ask her parents if she could change her mind. Keyword, fear. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. 2 Timothy 1 and 7, New International Version. Green yo-yo. Jessica could focus on Jesus and how he was brave, speaking to and teaching the biblical teachers and preachers about God when he was just 12 years old. She was not going to speak to be speaking, but singing about God. And that was sort of like teaching. Key word, strength. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Philippians 4, 13, New International Version. Decision time. Saturday night before saying her prayers for bed, Jessica asked her parents to come into her room. She told her parents she was afraid to sing and that the fear almost made her lie. Her parents listened and then asked what made her so afraid. Jessica said, I don't want to mess up and risk looking silly in front of everyone at church. Her parents told her that fear is false evidence appearing real. They explained that because she was singing about Jesus, he would help her to do her best. They prayed with her and said they would let her make the decision to sing in the morning. Sunday morning, Jessica awoke with joy and peace in her heart, no longer afraid to sing. So when they arrived at church, she wouldn't She couldn't wait to go on stage. When it was time for her to sing, Jessica took her place at the microphone and with a loud, assuring voice, she sang, This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Key word, praise. Sing praises to God. Sing praises, sing praises to our King. Sing praises. Psalms 47, 6. New International Version. When Randy and her friends don't know what to do, her special yo-yo always come through. Jessica chose the green yo-yo to do the right thing and face her fears. This Little Light of Mine was a great song for Jessica to sing because when we address our fears, our light will shine. 
What would you do if you were afraid? You may not have a special yo-yo like Randy to help you make good decisions, but you can learn from Jessica's story and remember what the Bible says about fear. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Psalms 34 and 4, New International Version. And at the end of this story, that's the end of the story, there are uh, some questions that you can ask, which is uh, great um, to reinforce the story and the lesson um, in a, in a, a classroom setting or uh, at home or a, a, a Sunday school setting. There are some questions at the end of this story. All right, and that was written by Murtis Randolph. So now we're going to go right on uh, to... If you give a pig a pancake, and this is written by Laura Numeroff, illustrated by Felicia Bond. If you give a pig a pancake. And this is a funny one. If you give a pig a pancake, she'll want some syrup to go with it. You'll give her some of your favorite maple syrup. She'll probably get all sticky, so she'll want to take a bath. She'll ask you for some bubbles. When you give her the bubbles, she'll probably ask you for a toy. You'll have to find your rubber duck. The duck will remind her of the farm where she was born. She might feel homesick and want to visit her family. She'll want you to come too. She'll look through your closet for a suitcase. Then she'll look under your bed. When she's under your bed, she'll find your old tap shoes. She'll try them on. She'll probably need something special to wear with them. When she's all dressed, she'll ask for some music. You'll play your very best piano piece and she'll start dancing. Then she'll want to take her picture. She'll want you to take her picture, so you'll have to get your camera. When she sees the picture, she'll ask you to take more. Then she'll want to send one to each of her friends. You'll have to give her some envelopes and stamps and take her to the mailbox. On the way, she'll see the tree in your backyard. She'll want to build a treehouse. So you'll have to get her some wood, a hammer, and some nails. When the treehouse is finished, she'll want to decorate it. She'll ask for wallpaper and glue. When she hangs the wallpaper, she'll get all sticky. Feeling sticky will remind her of your favorite maple syrup. She'll probably ask you for some. And chances are, if she asks you for some syrup, she'll want a pancake to go with it. The, the, the end. Okay. Good. Good story. Cute. Funny. All right, and last but not least, we're going to listen to Too Many Tamales, and it's written by Gary Soto and Ed Martinez, okay? And this is a scholastic book. Snow drifted through the streets, and now that it was dusk, Christmas trees glittered in the windows. Maria moved her nose off the glass and came back to the counter. She was acting grown up now, helping her mother make tamales. Their hands were sticky with masa. That's very good, her mother said. Maria happily needed the masa. She felt grown up, wearing her mother's apron. Her mom had even let her wear lipstick and perfume. If only I could wear mom's ring, she thought to herself. Maria's mother had placed her diamond ring on the kitchen counter. Maria loved that ring. She loved how it sparkled, like their Christmas tree lights. When her mother left the kitchen to answer the phone... Maria couldn't help herself. 
She wiped her hands on the apron and looked back at the door. I'll wear the ring just for a minute, she said to herself. The ring sparkled on her thumb. Maria returned to kneading the masa, her hands pumping up and down. On her thumb, the ring disappeared, then reappeared in the sticky glob of dough. Her mother returned and took the bowl from her. Go get your father for this part, she said. Then the three of them began to spread masa onto corn husks. Maria's father helped by plopping a spoonful of meat in the center and folding the husk. He then placed them in a large pot on the stove. They made 24 tamales as the windows grew with, grew white with delicious smelling curls of steam. A few hours later, the family came over with armfuls of bright presents. Her grandparents, her aunt and uncle, and her cousins, Dolores, Teresa, and Danny. Maria kissed everyone hello. Then she grabbed Dolores by the arm and took her upstairs to play with the other cousins tagging along after them. They cut out pictures from the newspaper, pictures of toys they were hoping were wrapped and sitting underneath the Christmas tree. As Maria was snipping out a picture of a pearl necklace, a shock spread through her body. The ring, she screamed. Everyone stared at her. What ring, Dolores asked. Without answering, Maria ran to the kitchen. The, scream the steaming tamales lay piled on a platter. The ring is inside one of the tamales, she thought to herself. It must have come off when I was kneading the masa. Dolores, Teresa, and Danny skidded into the kitchen behind her. Help me, Maria cried. They looked at each other. Danny piped up first. What do you want us to do? Eat them, she said. If you bite something hard, tell me. The four of them started eating. They ripped off the husks and bit into them. The first one was good. The second one pretty good. But by the third tamale, they were tired of the taste. Keep eating, Maria scolded. Corn husks littered the floor. Their stomachs were stretched till they hurt. But the cousins kept eating until only one tamale remained on the plate. This must be it, she said. The ring must be in that one. We'll each take a bite. You first, Danny. Danny was the youngest, so he didn't argue. He took a bite. Nothing. Dolores took a bite. Nothing. Teresa took a big bite. Still nothing. It was Maria's turn. She took a deep breath and slowly, gently bit into the last mouthful of tamale. Nothing. Didn't any of you bite something hard, Maria asked. Danny frowned. I think I swallowed something hard, he said. Swallowed it, Maria cried, her eyes big with worry. She looked inside his mouth. Teresa said, I didn't bite into anything hard, but I think I'm sick. She held her stomach with both hands. Maria didn't dare look into Teresa's mouth. She wanted to throw herself onto the floor and cry. The ring was now her cousin's throat or worse, his belly. How in the world could she tell her mother? But I have to, she thought. She could feel tears pressing to get out as she walked into the living room where the grown-ups sat talking. They chattered so loudly that Maria didn't know how to interrupt. Finally, she tugged on her mother's sleeve. What's the matter, her mother asked. She took Maria's hand. I did something wrong, Maria sobbed. What, her mother asked. Maria thought about the beautiful ring that was now sitting inside Danny's belly and got ready to confess. Then she gasped. The ring was on her mother's finger, bright as ever. The ring, Maria nearly screamed. Maria's mother scraped off a flake of dried masa. You were playing with it, she said, smiling gently. I wanted to wear it, Maria said, looking down at the rug. Then she told them all about how she, they'd eaten the tamales. 
Her mother moved the ring a little on her finger. It winked a silvery light. Maria looked up and Aunt Rosa winked at her too. Well, it looks like we all have to cook up another batch of tamales, Rosa said cheerfully. Maria held her full stomach as everyone filed into the kitchen, joking and laughing. At first, she felt like crying as she kneaded a great bowl of masa next to Aunt Rosa. As she pumped her hands up and down, a leftover tear fell from her eyelashes into the bowl and for just a second rested on her fingers, sparkling like a jewel. Then Rosa nudged her with her elbow and said, Hey, Nina, it's not so bad. Everyone knows that the second batch of tamales always tastes better than the first, right? When Dolores, Teresa, and Danny heard that from the other side of the room, they let off a groan the size of 24 tamales. Ugh. Then Maria couldn't help herself. She laughed. And pretty soon, everyone else was laughing, including her mother. And when Maria put her hands back into the bowl of masa, the leftover tear was gone. All right. So that's tamales. Kind of makes you a little bit hungry, right? Well, I thank you for joining us today, listening in to Little Colors of Love Book Talks. Again, I'm your host, Aisha Golson. I hope you join us next time. You can catch up with us and all of our book talk at Instagram at Little Colors of Love Books. Again, thank you for coming and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.